Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Welcome back in to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. The Illinois Fighting Illini are ranked for the first time since 2011. It has been 11 years since they have seen any type of ranking in the top 25. They come in this week ranked number 24 in the nation. Illini are moving quite along under Coach Bielema's coaching and leadership, culture building, everything. We're going to discuss them being ranked and a preview for Illinois versus the Minnesota Gophers as they come to Champaign-Urbana for homecoming for the University of Illinois. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow me right on Apple and iTunes. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72. Send a message. Send, uh, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Uh, rate it on Apple and iTunes. Check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Uh, to check out all the podcast blogs, everything there. There's stuff there, not just sports related. There's stuff there for everybody. So go check all that out, please, and thank you. So Illinois comes off of the shootout win, nine to six over the Iowa Hawkeyes last weekend, and this gave them the privilege and worked very hard for this. They are ranked number 24th in the nation. 
Uh, they have not seen a ranking since 2011. It has been a very long time. It's been so long that even Coach Bielema goes, really? It's been that long? And people have given him criticism over that. And people need to get over it. Need to get over Coach Bielema maybe not knowing that because even I, as an Alina fan, couldn't remember the last time they were ranked. I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he got told. I'm sure they had a conversation. But he's focused on building towards the future. He understands where the program has been. Uh, you know, the past few years it's been struggling. But he also knows where it was years ago because he's he coached against Illinois. He knows exactly where they've been. But he's been doing other things. So, God forbid he doesn't know exactly the last time they were ranked. I'm sure he did. but and he And you heard him. He said he knew it was coming, but he thought it'd be next week. So I guarantee you. Him thinking it was next week, he would know, but we need to get over that. But Illinois comes in ranked number 24 in the nation, which is an awesome thing. Um, it gives it reminds us of the time where the top 25 meant a lot. Uh, I've talked about it before, back when NCAA play football was on, on Xbox, it seemed that the top 25 was everybody wanted to talk about. Then you also had to get to the top two to play in the national championship and being ranked in the top 25, being one of the 25 you know, according to people that do it in the computers, 25 best team in the nation. Um, that's very special. Where Illinois football program has been over the past few years. Yes, we made a a, a bowl game years ago, but it, it's really cool to see them ranked. It's really cool to see fans fired up. Um, the stadium, I don't think, was completely sold out against Iowa, but it was a great scene. And because they did twenty, they got ranked twenty four. They did twenty four hours where you could buy a ticket for twenty four dollars, which was awesome to try to get tickets. It's homecoming. They're going to try to get a big stadium packed for this big game versus Minnesota. So being ranked twenty fourth in the nation, having that momentum uh, is great. As Minnesota comes to town um, in a battle of the Big Ten West teams, um, Illinois is still. They're slowly getting recognized. People are talking about how they are ranked, but I think they're still flying under the radar. Which I think Coach Beal and Coach Walters, they, 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 I think they want you know as, as a I speak for him as a defense, but Coach Bielma in Illinois, I think they like flying under the radar a little bit. They want the recognition, but I also think they like flying under the radar because he, he the the attitude of the team is we're ranked, it's awesome, but we have business to take care of. And I think they kind of like that. I think they like flying under the radar because uh, they, the people don't look at them. They, you know, they're going to do their thing. They're going to surprise some people. But I think they're flying under the radar because you listen to a lot of these other podcasts and shows. There is no recognition. You listen to some of these shows that talk about all college football. They go through like they do the recaps on Sundays, and then you listen to it. You don't really didn't hear all you heard was Illinois beat Wisconsin, and then you don't even hear about them beating Iowa. And so I think it they like this. I think they want to continue to get better. It's not going to get any easier from here on out. Um because they're sitting at five and one. They're going to host Minnesota for homecoming. They're one one away from getting to a bowl game. They are already at their win mark at this point. The same the whole year last year they won five games. So right now they're sitting at five games right now tied for that. And they cannot afford to take a step backwards. And with the attitude of the team and the attitude of the coaches, I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to take a step backwards. But their schedule does not get any easier from here on out. The Big Ten is tough, and it starts with Minnesota. They're going to be a tough team. And I, I will say this, Illinois is a few plays away. People could say one drive, but Illinois had opportunities. They're a couple plays away from beating Indiana and sitting here 6-0, and bowl eligible. But they're on a mission these guys have bought into Coach Bielma and the system and the new offense, and they've definitely bought into Coach Walters. But Illinois is going to host Minnesota. Minnesota is coming off of 
um, a bye week, I believe. They're sitting at 4-1. and one. They're currently ranked fourth in the Big Ten West. Illinois is number one in the Big Ten West. Illinois being 5-1, and 2-1 one, and one in conference. Minnesota's 4-1 overall, 1-1 one one in conference. So the Big Ten West is still um, not wide open, but it's competitive, producing a number two. Uh, Minnesota has lost to New or has beaten, excuse me, New Mexico State 38-0. Western Illinois 62-10. Colorado 49-7. Then they went to Michigan State, their first road game of the year, and won 40 uh 34-7. Then their last game was versus Purdue, which they lost 22-10. So Illinois is going to be hosting Minnesota. Couple keys to this. Um, the over-under right now, Minnesota is the favorite, uh, minus 6.5. The over-under for the game is 39. Uh, Minnesota is a very tough team, and they've gone through these waves where they come out and they're amazing. The one year where they won 10, 11 games, I believe, and then the COVID year, Illinois even beat them. And then last year, they had a subpar season in their mind where they felt like they should have won more games. Um, Coach P.J. Flick has done a good job there. Um, Last year, Illinois got the better of Minnesota in a tough game. A 14-6 win for the Illinois Final Line last season. Um, Minnesota got wins last year over Miami of Ohio, Colorado, Purdue, Nebraska, Maryland, Northwestern, Indiana and Wisconsin, and then they won their bowl game versus West Virginia. So this is a sneaky good team. Um, they are just a tough team. During that COVID year, Illinois got the win over them, forty-one to fourteen, and um, or Minnesota, excuse me, got the win, forty-one fourteen. Then Illinois got them when Coach Bielma showed up. I apologize, but Minnesota beat Illinois, Purdue, and Nebraska that year. So they just kind of go up and down in these waves a little bit. Of they're going to be really good, um, or they're they're not. Um, last year, I don't think they Minnesota was quite prepared for Illinois. This year, I, it's going to be different. They understand what Coach Bielma is doing there. Uh, you know, PJ Fleck, the coach there, is going to get them well prepared. So this is not going to be an easy game for the Illini, but they are used to this now. Having a tough, it's a tough stretch, having to play Wisconsin. Who, I don't care what you say, if they're struggling when they're struggling, not struggling. Uh, it's a tough team to play, hard hitting team, and able to beat them was fantastic. Um, then to play Iowa, even though they don't have a very good offense, is still a very tough team. Uh, and um, Illinois is uh, heading into this game before their bye week. And then after their bye week, it does not get any easier. Um, the stats for Minnesota are very, very good. They're um, scoring 38.6 points per game. They only give up 8.8 points per game. So they have a tough, stingy defense from their stat-wise from their schedule so far. They'll get 495 yards a, a game. 250 through the air, 245 on the ground. They give up 222 yards per game, 140 um, passing yards, 81 yards on the ground. Illinois, we already know their stats. Um, if you're an online I fan, but we're going to go through it right now. They score 26 points per game. I think that average went down because of scoring nine. Uh, they give up eight points per game. They get 406 yards a game, 211 through the air, 195 on the ground. They give up 228 yards per game, 160 passing yards, only 67.2 yards on the ground. Minnesota has not had that tough of a schedule compared to Illinois. Not saying Illinois has had the toughest of the tough schedule, but Illinois is doing what they need to do. 
Illinois has played Wyoming, Indiana, Virginia, Chattanooga, Wisconsin, Iowa. They have beaten two of the Big Ten. I don't know if you want to call them Blue Bloods, but they've beaten the Blue Bloods. They've gotten the payback win versus Virginia. They lost to Indiana just a couple plays. Then they did what they had to do versus Wyoming at the beginning of the year. And again, we'll go through Minnesota and their schedule. They've beaten New Mexico State, Western Illinois, Colorado, Michigan State, and Purdue. So when they played a Big Ten opponent in Michigan State, they won, but then also lost to Purdue. Um, and then Colorado has been struggling. Western Illinois is a FCS team who has fallen on some hard times, and New Mexico State on principle, Minnesota should do this. So I think Illinois has been more battle-tested. I think they've played uh, way tougher teams. They've had to go play at Wisconsin, and Wisconsin struggling. That's a tough place to play. Um, when they lost, they were at Indiana, who every Big Ten school is going to be a tough place to play. So I think Illinois is more battle-tested than Minnesota. But also on the flip side, Illinois is a little banged up right now um, against Iowa. Uh, Tommy DeVito got knocked out of the game, and Arsitowski had to play the rest of the way from a midpoint in the first quarter. Um, Isaiah Williams got um, sent back for concussion protocol. Uh, that's not, as far as my knowledge has not been released on what his status is looking like as of this time of recording. At the time of this recording, we don't even know about uh, Tommy DeVito. Coach Bielma is keeping that stuff very close to the vest. He doesn't want to give anything away to Minnesota, and rightfully so. You're not going to know till maybe the day of or the Friday night beforehand. Um, so a little banged up there, banged up there. We had another receiver, I believe Morris, who had come out for a little bit. So we're getting a little banged up. Going into this Minnesota game, Minnesota's coming off a bye week. So this this is one of two things. It's either going to be Minnesota's going to be rusty and Illinois is going, or Illinois coming off of having to play Wisconsin, having to play Iowa, banged up a little bit. Um, how are they going to fare overall? Um, all the energy expended off of their defense versus Iowa. How is that going to look into this game? And those are thing, big key things that we're going to have to pay attention to into, into this game. Uh, it's 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff, homecoming, so other stuff's going to be going on. But I like the focus of the team. I like the focus of the coaches. I like the messages that Coach Bielma is sending out. Um, listen to his post-conference on Saturday. Listen to his press conference. I believe it was on Monday. It was Monday or Tuesday. I uh, like we're, what he's saying. You know, you're, We're buying what he is selling. And I don't think he's going to let this um, – Ranking get to their head. He's made a comment about how people are trying to pat them on the back, and he's trying to keep their feet grounded, not just one foot grounded, but both feet grounded. So in this game, Minnesota should be um, back with their running back, uh, Muhammad Ibram. He played his last game. He played against Michigan State where he hurt his ankle, so he has had time to sit and heal when the Gophers beat uh, Minnesota, or Michigan State, excuse me, 34-10. to Um the first setback their loss of the season was to Purdue. Um, he averaged 141 point rushing yards per game before he hurt. He ranks fifth in the Big Ten in rushing yards at 567. He's fourth in average yards per carry, 6.4, and is tied second in rushing touchdowns, eight. Um, without him in the backfield against Purdue, the Gophers were limited to a season low 47 total rushing yards. He only averaged 1.8 yards per carry. Illinois ranks third in the country in rush defense. Again, only giving up 67.2 rushing yards per game. So getting him back is going to be big for Minnesota, but Illinois has proven they can stop the run. Now, again, 
I'm going to say for the third time. They only give their third in the nation in rush defense, giving up 67.2 yards. They held Wisconsin to two yards. They held Iowa to under 100 yards rushing, which doesn't happen. So they've holding these teams under because Illinois' defensive line gets after it. Their defensive line gets after it. We talked about before. They get nice hand extension. They hold their ground. They slant to the right gaps. They two-gap in that 3-4. They'll bring those two down backers so it looks like a 5-2. Uh, people say that all the time. It's a 5-2. It's 5-2. No, it's a 3-4 multiple where they can bring their outside backers. They can try to funnel everything in into their nose guard, who is a big nose guard controlling the center. And that's what they've been able to do now. This is going to be one of the best running backs they've faced all year. Now, it depends on how healthy he is. He hurt his ankle against Michigan State, which was many weeks ago. Um, That was on September 24th. He hurt his ankle. Then they played on October 1st. They've had this bye week. And so he's had time to heal a little bit. But it's going to be curious to see how that ankle holds up. And if it does hold up, Illinois is going to have their work cut out for them having to try to tackle him. And, again, he averaged 141 uh, rush yards per game himself. He and Chase Brown are probably the two, top, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. So Illinois is really going to have to focus on tackling and stopping the run game. And I think they're just going to have to bite the bullet and just make the decision on if they're going to beat us, it has to be through the air. Um, their quarterback, Morgan, has thrown for seven touchdowns, but also thrown for four interceptions. He's thrown for 1,143 yards. He's 79 of 112. Again, they do get 250 yards through the air as well, but that's because of their great run game. Again, they average 245 yards on the ground. So with that great run game, it does open up their talented receivers, and they do have a stingy defense, only giving up the 8.8 points per game. So defensively for Illinois, it's simple. They're just going to do their thing. They focus on stopping that guy's run, test him out a little bit. But our corners and safeties have played much better. I know they gave up a lot of yards to Iowa, but they're, I think you're okay saying this tight end is going to catch passes. We really have to make sure they don't get some type of run game going, and Illinois is going to do just that. There's a nice calming to Illinois' defense, and that comes from Coach Walters. Watch him on the sideline. Again, he doesn't have a play sheet. So I think they're really going to have to focus on that stopping the run up front. Um, Calvin uh, Calvin Avery, he's done very well at the nose tackle position. Um, right head up the center is really holding on to his gap. Uh, Randolph does cause a lot of havoc. Um, Newton, and they, they contain very well, so I think that's really going to be big in the run game. Um, Seth Coleman, the outside linebacker, made a lot of noise last week, and they rotate pretty well. They get some of these backups in. Um, Sidney Brown, one of the leaders of that defense, is playing very well. He'll come down and hit people. So I think in the run game, they're okay having these guys come down and make tackles. They're very good at bumping the receivers off the line of scrimmage. And if they can cause pressure like they did versus Iowa, it'd be a long day for them. So the defense, we'll just see. I, I hope they're not too worn out from the game against Iowa. But again, credit to the strength and conditioning staff because that defense was on the field a ton and able to continue to play at a high level. I think they're going to do it again. I think they're hungry. I think they know if they they, they just leave everything onto the field and they have um, another bye week. Um, and that's why Brad Bielma talked about he. That's why he scheduled. He likes the schedule the way it was, where they had the week zero. They could play some games, get a bye week, get through that tough stretch, bye week. Then they can start playing like Nebraska, who is 
I don't. I think is struggling still. Michigan State's struggling, and then they got Purdue, which is a tough one. Michigan's gonna be a very tough one. Northwestern is struggling right now, so he likes that. So for the defense, they just gotta continue to do their thing. But they really have to make sure with Minnesota's running back coming back that they stop the run game. The D line continues to do their thing with great technique, great push of the line, and slanting in the right direction with a lot of the linebackers. To, they do a good job of keeping the offensive line off the linebackers. And that's what they continue to do on defense. Offense is going to be defense as great as they are. Offense, for some reason, always becomes the main topic, but it's the main topic right now because of who was injured. If Tommy DeVito cannot play in this game, now Coach Bielma said the injuries that Illinois had, they're not catastrophic, they're not season ending or anything, but he's not sure. And he said this Sunday and Saturday night that he it doesn't know, he doesn't know if it's likely that these guys are going to play. On Saturday, just all depends. He got asked on Monday, you know, oh, do you see Arch Tatowski, predict Arch Tatowski's going to start the game? And he goes, good try, and and laughed and smiled. And I like the, I like the back and forth with the media. I like his relationship with the media. Um, we saw what happened to Illinois' offense when Tommy DeVito went down. When Tommy DeVito went down, Arch Zatowski comes in, and he had a better poise about him than he did last year. Um, the, the Some of the footballs, besides the pick, I understand the pick and the, the fumble where his elbow was down. His, his He threw the ball better, in my opinion. Uh, and that's just my opinion. But from watching all the Illinois games last year to watching him in there, it looked better. Now, he was 13 of 19, 74 yards, had the interception. But there was a better poise about him. Um, he wasn't trying to f- – he forced interception, but overall, you know, he had the big, you know, long pass in the fourth quarter. Just seemed more poise. He was hitting hitches, which he hadn't done since Virginia because Virginia, he had a decent game. But it just kind of went downhill after that. There was better poise about him, and Bielma talks about him, how he prepares like a starter. There is that poise about him. There's this calmness about him. But in my opinion, from the outside looking in, and we talked about it on the recap of the Iowa game. The, the offense kind of had flashbacks of last year. It seemed like a game of last year where they come in, they're either going to run, 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 punt, or it's going to be pass, 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 punt, or they're going to run, run, then pass it because it's third and long, not complete it, uh, and we punt it. And the defense is on the field all the time, and that was the feeling of the game last time. Now, like I explained in the recap of the Iowa game, I don't have the film. There might have been things open that he didn't see. Um, they may not have done the right things. They were down Isaiah Williams. Another receiver was banged up. They have to rely on Chase Brown. And when that happens and they all focus on Chase Brown, he is going to get his, but it's tough for him to get his. They just have to keep giving the ball and he'll eventually break away one because to me he is a Heisman finalist, and that's what Heisman candidates do. They just find a way to do that. But also, even though Arch Dutowski is preparing like a starter – I starters take most of the reps we talked about last time. If you're in a segment and the quarterback's going to take with the team or whatever it is, they're going to take 10 reps. Six, seven of those reps, or there's 10 reps, six or seven of those are going to be the starters, and the three or four is going to be the backup just so that way they get some type of look. Then when they go into the team, let's say team is 15 reps, starters going to get 10 to 12 of those, and then the five to three to four is going to be the backup. So he's not getting all these tons of reps. And then when you game plan, you're game plan for what the starter can do. Now you have a backup plan for the backup, literally. But with these guys, they're almost two different guys. DeVito is a running 
quarterback, but he's not like, um, you know, Lamar Jackson was in college. Not like that. He can just move around. Art can kind of move around, but he's more of a lower shoulder to hit you. DeVito is a zone read run slide. He's a play action to be able to throw it. Um, he's able to command the offense. That's why he won the starting job. There's just two almost different types of quarterbacks, two different styles of quarterbacks. And so you have this big old game plan that you've practiced, and then you have to put Art in. Now you have to really fit, get the place figured out of what he can do, and it, that's what's happening. But if 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 Art is going to play, they have all this week to get him prepared, so you're going to see a little more offense open up with him. You're still going to see the run game. That's not going anywhere. I think you're going to see different passing style concepts for him. They're going to be short passes, a little intermediate. You might have a deep threat on a passing concept here or there because you have to to really make those corners and safeties work and and try to cover that. He might take a deep shot. The Sean Payton will take two deep shots a quarter um, to try to do that, to try to make the corners and safeties respect that and say, well, we're going to have to cover the deep threat. But it just had the feeling of last year, but you're going to see more open. Now, if it is Art playing on offense, you're going to see – you might see the barge formation come back. You might see that coming back. They're going to run the football. If Isaiah Williams can't go, you're not going to see as much jet sweeps. You may not see as much motion. You're going. You might see the barge formation. You might see more tight ends on the line of scrimmage. They're going to try. They're going to continue to do their wide zone, which is working, but they're going to see wide zone. You're going to see the inside zone. You're going to see a play action throw to a hitch. You're just going to see, in my opinion, and I'm not there at practice, but from last year and looking at the game against Iowa, you're going to see a very simple game plan, which is unfortunate because the offense was starting to open up. The receivers were starting to get open. You're just gonna. I think you're just gonna see a very basic, simple plan against Minnesota with some wrinkles to try to open it up a little bit because Art can handle it because he's older and he's been around. But you're gonna see Chase Brown get the ball a lot, which is not unusual. You're gonna see maybe barge formations, an extra lineman, maybe two tight ends on one side. It is a pro temp pro style offense where they're in shotgun. They get the first down. They can go. Um, fast as they want, but you might see double tight ends. You might see tight end wing. You might, you know, extra lineman. You're going to see a full, maybe an H-back fullback type in there, motion into that. You're going to see a lot of this run stuff, and you're going to see play action off of it, not necessarily RPO, but because I don't, if he's, if, if Art's playing, they don't want anything to happen to him to get to their third string. So when they RPO, it's going to be play action or an RPO where he's not necessarily pulling it. It's not reading the defensive end. It's going to be reading an outside backer or anything else to see what pops there. You're going to see some key screens, I think, to try to um, get him in some type of throwing rhythm. And they cannot give Chase Brown the ball 50 times to try to win. The Art's going to have to throw the ball. And that's what you're going to see on the offense if he has to play. If Tommy DeVito is able to play, he's not going to be 100%, but he's going to be enough to play. So you're going to see six-man protections. You're going to see not necessarily an RPO where he's able to run. He'll run if the pocket breaks up, but they're going to tell him to slide quickly, not take a hit. Um, You're going to see, uh, again, same type of thing with DeVito, but you're able to get deeper throws. You're able to do more exotic things. You're able to go more wide. Um, but it's going to be a big loss if Isaiah Williams can't play and if Tommy DeVito also can't play. You're going to see a different game plan coming in. It's going to be more simple for Art. Um, but that being said, it's still 
high chance that Illinois can win this football game with how great their defensive is, but their offense has to get multiple first downs because they have to be able to keep Minnesota's running back and offense off to the side. And they're going up against a very good defense in statistical terms in Minnesota. But Illinois' offensive line has gotten better each and every week in every aspect of the game. They're young and play time-wise, not necessarily their age. Um, you know, Alex Plocheski, uh has played very well, has been a big leader there. But the rest of them you're playing, you know, Zy Chrysler, he's the transfer, but he's also a sophomore. He's a big guy. He went out for a couple plays last week. He's been, excuse me, playing much better, moving people around. Um, everybody, everybody, you have Richard Seniors on here, juniors and everything else. I see Adams is a transfer. So these whole these guys have been playing much better, and I think you're going to continue to see it. But if Art is in, you might see another lineman get put in. You're going to see another tight end get put in to help with the run blocking. You might start getting into a pistol, um, call it a king-queen set, where they have the quarterback and a fullback um, right by the quarterback or up a little bit in a stance. You might start to see some of that maybe um, if uh, Art's in there to try to run the ball more to give different looks. Uh, so I think those are the keys to the offense, but it is putting to a situation where they can go up against Minnesota. This is Purdue, Michigan State and Purdue are the best teams that Minnesota has faced, but this will be the second, third best team they have faced. Now, if those guys are out, Illinois is not going to be full strength on offense, but if the game plan is simple, they get some first downs, they get a touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown, stuff like that with how good their defense is, uh, they're going to be put into a position to win the game. And it's very confident of how poised they were versus Iowa because they played an Iowa game and ended 9-6, for goodness sakes. It was 6-6. It was an Iowa-style game. And Illinois never panicked, never tried to push the issue. They never, besides the interception, but they never tried to do too much. And so if they keep that natural poise and the defense continues to play well, I think they'll be fine. Now, if they get down, if, if Tommy DeVito's not playing and Illinois, for some reason, gets down big, you know, maybe 14 points they have to play this comeback game. There's going to be that poise about him that you're not going to worry about, but then you start to fear of if it is Art, does he have – are they going to be able to march down the field and score? I don't see the defense giving up all that, all those points because of how well they're playing. And I think they're just going to leave it all out there because they're going to have this bye week. So they're going to have two weeks, you know, a week of relax. They're still going to practice, but they'll have two weeks before they have to play – their next game, so they're going to leave it all out there. But if Art is playing, be prepared to see a different-looking offense than even what we saw versus Iowa. They're going to have all week to game plan for it. But Illinois is in a good position to win this game, and I think they will pull it off even with Art at quarterback. It won't be high scoring. It'll be low scoring once again. I would take that under of 39 that they have posted right now. But Illinois can pull off this win. Even with Art at quarterback, I think that the coaching staff is in a good is is a good coaching staff to put them into that situation and put them in there uh, to win. So watch out for Illinois to get that win against Minnesota and go six and one and be bowl eligible for the first time in uh, I believe in 2019 uh, when they went to the Red Box Bowl in California. But they'll be bowl eligible, still sitting first in the Big Ten West, poised to win some many more games this season. It is a fun time to be an Illinois fan of Illinois, all Illinois sports, actually. They're all doing pretty well. It's a, fan, it's a good time to be a fan of all Illinois athletics.
thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Uh, follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Check out all the other videos there. Um, check out the playlist there. There's things out there for a couple people. Um, follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. Follow all the affiliates in the description below. Um, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Uh, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.